you know last week that knob you were touching that you thought was yours and nothing was happening you're actually Three touching mine seconds my, in you're Three actually, seconds you're in. actually touching mine you're fucking sid james aren't you <laughs> do you want to go on the mic anytime yes today? okay <laughs> there you are hello Come in. So How long do have we been do doing we, this? We do it like we did the last pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why, why with not? the microphone Wait, and why headphones. Not? Go on then. Uh, shall we? Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself demo and someone who's riskier than a chocolate teapot riskier yeah riskier than a bull in a china shop or a hedgehog in a condom factory <laughs> mark that's a chat around that i had good morning written here can good old uh, ron burgundy style yeah yeah it's not morning no. is it uh it's a chat around the subjects of health wealth well-being fitness sport politics technology and much 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 more we're all working progress in this podcast is no exception in short it's spoken at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this bonus. Then our work here is done. Make sure you subscribe to us. Go on, do it. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> In your podcast app of choice and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you'd be so kind. Follow us on the socials, search for I'm Finecast and get in touch with us by email on I'mFinecast at gmail.com. <gasps> I think that first bit needs a bit of a rejig. Not, I know you like your format. I'm just saying. What's wrong with it? Come on. Well, I did a little bit of research. Did you know? 16%. So one in six of our listenership are aged 18 to 22. And they've obviously... Is 16% one in six? Yes. Is 18% one in eight? No, but I'll tell you something. <laughs> Try this. What's 8% of 25? You don't know, do no. you? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, give me a chance. No, 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 no you don't. What's 25% of eight? I, I don't know. Oh, you fucking... Do. What's 25... What's a quarter of eight? Oh, okay. Yeah, two. You do not get taught this at school. 8% of 25, no one knows what so it I've is. Gone, I've literally gone all sweaty because you sound like you sound like a maths teacher. No, no, but why were we not told this? Well, maths would be easier. If, if what, I miss, Eight, I miss per, the nugget. 8% of 25, most people are going to go, I don't know. Most people just reversing the numbers, 25% okay. of 8. It's Does it always work like that? Yes, probably. That's the only one I've, <laughs> tr- <laughs> that's the only one I've tried. Let's you do another. You literally onto, onto something. Um, so let's go. For... I'm literally sweating because you're talking about numbers. I'm feeling sweaty. I don't want to get excited. Uh, f- so let's go for 40% of 40% of you're gonna pick one that works. Don't pick one that works, Mark. Just pick one. <laughs> oh. You're working it do out. Do it on your phone. No, you do it. Come so you're telling me what to do. 40% of, 40% of 60 is 24. I'm, yeah, okay. So 60% of 40, 24. Yeah, it does work. Does it? Yeah. It's math. Is this, is this your other? <laughs> it's just fucking science. Shout out to the Texan. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Forgot about He's him. gone quiet, hasn't he? <laughs> Slash she, they. Let's stick with they. Uh, coming up in this episode, more of this, I think. More shouting. Mark's on one. I've just literally finished weights this one's like yeah. five minutes ago. You're pumped. Yeah. You're still bulging. I, I'm also recovering from the fact that Wayne told me to fuck off yesterday when I tried to spot him and then proceeded to drop... A 30 kg weight what, on within an, an inch of his nose. What, you caught it like a fucking legend? I didn't actually catch it. <laughs> did it land on him? I deflected it. And he called you away. He had the audacity. Oh, he hates to... being spotted. Yeah, don't no, touch, he... don't touch. I got this. He's funny, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I thought, your wrist is breaking. Just what? Well, I don't get it. Just, no, it's, it's, just it's, take it's, a little. Just take yeah. the love. 
He's got a lovely face. He wouldn't want to smash that up, would he? No. What? No. I was being polite because I just said he was funny, so I was just countering that with a compliment. Yeah. Um, coming up in this episode, uh, got warm up and stretch, catch up and bookmarks, work life ballet. We've got distress tolerance and self soothing. Is that right? Yeah. Good. You sound like you're going to expand. All I was going to expand is just on the, the quick text I sent to you. The self soothe, really, really up for this and really up for some ideas and some takeaways. It. However, what I thought was when we've had, I was to me, it was really interesting looking at the figures because I'm quite into figures, as you know looking on the figures to people listening to our BPD episodes. And there's a constant stream. So it's like, I think, about our fourth most listened to episode now, the first one. Right, yeah. And that's accelerating almost quicker than two and three. It's almost like we're getting new listeners in at the beginning. They're yeah. listening to that first, obviously, because that's the order. But it, it's, <laughs> it, I think that was really exciting for me when you sort of go, the numbers have gone up since yeah. this morning. Yeah. So... Those aren't regular listeners, because most of our regular listeners sort of listen in the first day, don't they? Because yeah. they're so needy <laughs> <laughs> and so excitable. But I think that, that's got to be word of mouth or people coming yeah, across I it. And so. I know you forwarded it to one or two Instagram oh, people. I did, yes. But I don't think that's where it's coming from. I think it's individuals listening, mm. which was really pleasing. You want to be careful about checking all the uh, stats in the morning, because you'll have nothing to do in the afternoon. Uh, and also, in this episode, what? What does that mean? <laughs> It's that phrase, isn't it? Why don't art students look out the window in the morning? Because they'll have nothing to do in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> All right, got you. Oh, got to explain my jokes. Loose, also. loose definition. <laughs> <laughs> and in brain food, we'll be looking at the Zygarnik effect. Yeah, which I didn't know. I was going to pretend I did. Have you looked it up? Yes. Mark, you are clearly buzzing today. Mm-hmm. Um, brown as well. You're looking a bit brown. Mm. Yeah. Especially um, the legs. Oh, I didn't see them. You brought them with you, you today. All right, just standing and stood on the chair. Did you do that at home? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but your head stands on it, all sorts. Yeah. Looking, yeah, you're bouncy. Yeah, I am bouncy. And I'm bouncy from you're just lifting been pumping weights. Pumping iron. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's, there's a couple of people I follow on Instagram and they'll go, sun, steak, lifting weights, good coffee. And you sort of think, yeah, it's not bad. That's most of it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's most of it, really. Yeah. So, all at um, the same time or in that order? I mean, it was. <laughs> There's some health warnings in there. This is pure. This is purely for weight. You wouldn't spill any, would you? No coffee. No. So well, coffee stuff. beforehand for your pre-workout. Yeah. Yeah. Steak afterwards, protein repairing the muscles. Yeah. And sunshine all the way through if you can. On a do it outside. <laughs> so what's new with you? Feels like an age since I've seen you. Yeah, our, our communication is less, isn't it now? Yeah, it's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> it means we've got something to talk about here. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Although you've just said what's up, and I'm going. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, that's it. Yeah, I saw you last last Friday. Oh, yeah, because that was the last time. Yeah. I saw you. Well, you've got some important news, haven't you? You might want to share with the listener. <laughs> yeah. Would you not think that's newsworthy? It's it's item it's three. In there. Of course it is. Yeah. Come on then. I bet I rarely talk about myself. I don't do this to talk about myself, Mark. We no, we're neither of us you. do. <laughs> 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 uh, people can see right through it. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> I reckon some of them know I got BPD as well. They knew before I said. <laughs> Gunner, I just want to get some public service information out of the way. It's okay. hot because I've just watched the one show, having mm. the tea. <laughs> you do like seventy million other people. You're on in the edge, aren't you? Oh yeah. Well, I don't mind it now because Jermaine Janus is on it, and he's all right. I like him. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Um, what? You don't like him. That was such a. Mm-hmm. That was such. A, I can't stand you, Jadis, at all. I've, I've just got no feeling. 
It doesn't evoke any. No, no, no. It's, but it's probably it good for some people. To. Well, everybody has to. No, they evoke. don't. Yes, they do. What do I evoke? <laughs> okay, disdain. We know that. What else? No, carry on. I'll have a. I'll have, have a, a think. I'm not. <laughs> nothing jumps right. to mind. <laughs> right, this is hot on the one show tonight. Talking about the NHS digital opt out. Oh, no, yes, yes, Mark. You'd have to put your hand up. We're, we're way past that. Do you need the toilet? No. no that was one of the... No, ooh, ooh. it was one of the things I haven't spoken to you about. Well, we've spoken a bit about it. Yeah. And then I've got a, an appendix. <laughs> that's Having the, that out, are that's you? <laughs> that's quite clever. Um, time to laugh at my own jokes again. Yeah, you carry on. I had an add-on to what we discussed earlier, and it might be interesting if you come up with this now. Shoot. What did Alex Jones and Jermaine Genus say? It wasn't Alex Jones, actually. Oh. It was the ginger one. So, remember when we fir- I first looked at it, mm. because I heard that it was happening, went mm-hmm. on the NHS website, mm-hmm. covered this in the last pod, mm-hmm. lots of banners going, no, it's all a lie, you can opt out anytime you like, there's yeah. no time. Yeah. That very quickly, on that Friday, very quickly all disappeared. I yeah. put the shout out because people weren't hearing about it. Yeah. And it's now suddenly ramping up all over the news again in the last yes. couple of days. Yeah. And you go back on the site and it says, no, you do have till the 23rd of June. Yeah. To, to opt out, but also, um, I'll put the links, I won't go into it in detail, but there's two types of opt-out. Oh, Is that what you're going to talk about, Yeah. Mark? And they haven't talked about that today. No. They just talked about... I found this out They today. just talked about the form that you send to your GP. Now, if you send, if you do fill out the form and give it to your GP or the surgery, they will then stop, collect, stop collecting your data from the 1st of July. Yes. Right? If you don't do the NHS digital opt-out, they will use all the data previous to yes. that date. So there's two types of opt-out. It's all on the website. I put the links up. But they're a canny bunch, aren't they? But it's even more canny than that. Adam got in touch when I put the stuff on my Insta story mm. about mm. the opt-out and said, oh, if you ring this number, and he said, there's a quicker way. Yeah. So the quicker way is oh, 30 is a... seconds. Okay. I've done that. You okay. opt-out, it takes 30 I've seconds. I've only done the NHS digital opt-out. I've not done the GP one. So did you well, do the GP one? This is, this is the thing. Or do you now not know which one you've done? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got it on my phone. It's page after page. Mm. And... I think what they're doing is using, is it Newspeak that Orwell said? I think Orwell talked, said. We need to do a thing on that because you've talked about it a few times. Yeah. We need to look at it. So I think what's happened with Newspeak is that you, you can tell that you can lie whilst you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. That's my perception of Newspeak. So in, in, in 1984, Orwell used it things like, you know, people were starving and it was, there's yet another record grain harvest, very much sort of like the Soviet mm-hmm. idea of every, everything's brilliant in the garden while people yeah. were starving. So I opted out and they then sent me something. And it's really too easy to opt out. You put your postcode in and your date of birth and you opt out. Yeah, they can identify. Yeah, so talk I about can opt out about- to any of my mates. There's no... <laughs> no, you're right. There's no check. You could talk about personally identifiable information. Yes. All you do when you go and check into the into the GP is your postcode. <laughs> so I'm just going in. I mean, I'm doing about, I'm doing about 80 a day. <laughs> All my mates, yeah, all the pro-vaccine ones, all the ones still wearing masks. The fuckers that believe what they're being told, they're all opting out by me. I've already opted out, you're now opting back in again. (laughs) So. But also, I I need to look into this, but I'll say it anyway. From GDPR point of view, and I know we're out of Europe now, but the GDPR ruling should still be in place. That's one of the things they kept. It's my understanding they kept in place. Yes. Now, with GDPR, you have to opt in. To these kind of things, so it's an automatic. Yes. The whole point of it, a bit like the organ donation. Yeah, you automatically yeah. opted out until you opt in. This, yep. this is like mass opt out. It's just literally the opposite. Yeah. If companies are doing this, they get fined. 
But if you read further, when it says, it said to me, thank you for doing this form, which you could be absolutely anybody, but we'll pretend it's you because you know your own date of birth. your 80th opt out. I could just put random postcodes and dates of birth. It's going to hit somebody, isn't it? Yeah. BA32HW. If you're really stuck for work, Mark, I mean, I've got plenty to do if you want to come and join the business for a bit. I offered you a while and that offer still stands. I'll do anything. Just give me a job. (laughs) It's not that kind of arrangement. That's why you're you know my so long. You know my strengths. <laughs> I don't finish jobs. Yeah. But I'm a bit really, of a loose cannon really and I upset people. You're really good at starting it. Yeah, and good yeah. at percentages. <laughs> if you need any percentages. Done. Should I come and help me with my accounts? Yeah. So it then said to me after I'd opted out, well done, you fucker, you've opted out and your data will not be used for research or planning purposes. Mm-hmm. Now, what went through my mind was, and I went back into the NHS app and to digital (laughs) NHS, was your data can be used for research and planning purposes Mm -hmm. and then basically given to pharmaceutical companies for the development of blah, 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 blah. But that wasn't included on the opt-out. It said you'd be opting out of research and planning. So I'm going to go do a Freedom of Information Act because... Right, okay, Using Newspeak, chance. they have not said categorically yeah. that my information can't be sold to a pharmaceutical company. In the last week and a bit, this whole website has changed. The page I've got up here. Right. So, <laughs> sorry, that's Rumb- my TikTok. Rumble. I'm trying to multitask. Put your TikTok away. Stop playing with your <laughs> no, TikTok. No, I'm about to read something. <laughs> right. I'm about to read something. I'll put it away. You've done it again. <laughs> the population of God, Bolton. Just Can do- you remember what it was? <laughs> This is this will test Yeah, see, it sticks, doesn't it? Yeah, it still bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was going to show you something, but okay, come. I haven't checked it, but we, we again on the last pod we talked about that they can use it in in times of crisis like this. Mm. So I think I think that's still the case, even if you opt out. That's what I was going to show you. For my there's Insta a war story. On. There's a war on. Let's yes. just let's get everybody's data that, anyway. Well, so there's a war on. Anything so. where there's a national incident, so anything basically yeah. means you're not opting out. They can still use it. However, the second thing is, there's two opt-outs, as you said. Yes. One of them doesn't list your hospital and clinical treatment, Mm -hmm. and one is everything else about you. Yeah. And the easy one is just your hospital and clinical. The other thing contains sexual identity, as in terms of forms you filled in, Mm -hmm. mental health. Mm -hmm. It also lists the people that have been in contact with you. Yeah. As well as your whole medical history. So I imagine all the uh, test and trace stuff, if you're registered on there, will be when he did the NHS app yeah. will be on there as well, pulling on, wouldn't it? Yeah. Pulling so basically in. there are two opt-outs. So I'm going to do the other one and I'm going to ask a categorical mm. Freedom of Information Act, if I opt out, will it not be sold to pharmaceuticals? And why I don't mm. want it sold to pharmaceuticals, and I know there'll be people listening who go, he's a bit of a cynic. He questions everything. So. so all I'm saying is, John, do you know what talcum powder is made of? Uh, arsenic, that thing you sent me, what was it? No, asbestos. Asbestos. Well, no, no. It, I didn't know talc was like a naturally occurring thing. Where does it come from? Trees? Spiders? <laughs> monkey dandruff? What, what is it? <laughs> monkey dandruff. I don't know. I'll read the official one because I, I looked this up. As long but... as you come back to where you were, yeah, I will. we'll go down this little what? avenue. Why wouldn't I? Talc is a clay mineral composed of hydrated magnesium silicate mm-hmm. with the chemical formula MG3. Yeah. Oh, so MG3 SI4 O10 brackets OH close brackets 2. <laughs> talc, sorry, sorry that wasn't you. Buff. I've had a long day. Talc in powdered form often combined with cornstarch is used as a baby powder. The interesting thing is Johnson & Johnson 
were uh, taken to court and basically a claim for $2.1 billion was lodged against them for yes. the asbestos that was that found. That was in there. Now, mm-hmm. what you've got to understand, mm. because this, this might be confusing, Johnson & Johnson have done vaccines. Mm. And you might go, well, talcum powder is different for vaccines. And the fact that some asbestos got into their talcum it can happen, can't it? Mm. You often see on packets, this factory also yeah. produces nuts. And cross-contamination can happen. So this has been sold, this has been chucked out by the courts. This has been chucked out by the courts. And basically, this isn't. This is the bit that's serious. The, the oh. claims are that it's been... Um, cause of ovarian cancer. Mm. So this is what the claim's about. Yes. Now, two things come into my mind. 2.1 billion is a big old claim. Yeah. Asbestos getting into talcum powder, mm. I can't quite get... But it's also, it's like you sort of question, well, how? Yeah. How? how? Yeah. The interesting thing... Is, is it like dodgy drug dealers? You know, or well, kind if you of, don't just, cut it just, up enough, yeah. If you, just, if you just put something, oh, just let this go a little bit, you know, make it go a bit further by putting all the other stuff well, you're trying to get rid of. In fact, it works the other way. One of the worst things is when drug dealers, especially with heroin, don't cut it enough. You often get drug... Not often. You sometimes get drug dealers who well, it's just don't... Pure. That it's too pure. And that's where oh, overdoses yeah, no. come from rather than okay. the rat poison and all the shit that's cut up into it. Anyway, when you look up talcum powder yeah the third thing on google is and i don't know if this is irony five important facts about talc safety johnson and johnson <laughs> and it's like either someone's just taking the piss. A paid link was it yeah. <laughs> no it's not even an ad <laughs> right. and they go i so i read i read the post and it goes on to say that basically this is so pure it's almost pharmaceutical level mm. it's so pure the talc that they produce and i just I, yeah. where does the asbestos come from we have put a lot of trust in these people, don't we? Yeah, but it's, if there's... Uh, this isn't me going, ooh, so the vaccines are dodgy because there's no, asbestos I'm sure, and I'm sure we haven't heard the end of this. I think your homework is going to find out where the asbestos came from. Mm, maybe just a dodgy roof or something. Yeah, yeah, in every factory. <laughs> <laughs> for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the links are on. Go and look it up for yourself. Make sure you're opting out if you want to opt out. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I passed my CBT mark. <laughs> <laughs> You sent me a really funny gif yeah. of someone on a motorbike with a with a dodgy. It looked like someone from the village people on a motorbike. Mm. Um, I think I might go for that look, actually. Yeah. I can't grow any facial hair, but, you know. Got the costumes, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. That was it, really. It's yeah, boring, well, well done. Isn't it? Good. It's, a, it's yeah, an it's, achievement. Yeah, I've got, I've got to do my next Was it a bit now. nervous? No, it was all right. All right. It's weird going out on the road for the first time. It's all nice going around a car park, doing all your little maneuvers. Have you been out on your bike? Yeah, I've been out on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but then you go, right, we just go out on the road now. And you go, okay. Then you get to the gate and the main road's there. And you go, oh, this, oh, this is really happening. Mm. And it's weird, isn't it? How fast have you gone? Is it 60? That yeah. is fast on a motorbike. Yeah. 40 is quick. It is in a cul de sac. I'm on back wheel, on wheelie. <laughs> Good. Pleased for you. Talking of which, we referenced this many pods ago. And for some of our new listeners, won't have any clue about this, but yeah. it used to be a motor spatch. Motor spatch. Motor spatula rider. Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> I could ride a bike and flick pancakes. Yeah. For 40 I a bet minute. you've done that job. <laughs> Do it with me eyes shut. <laughs> you used to be a motorbike dispatch rider Correct. for Pony Express. Got it. And we talked, and you said, Oh, I've, I've probably still got my leather jacket. And yeah. I went, I bet that is mint. I can mm. just picture it. You described it. And you sent me a picture. Yeah. We'll put it, we'll, if there's like, we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, if that's yeah, all right. Sure. You found it. Yeah. And I've seen you since, but I haven't. I thought you'd be wearing it as I turned up or something. It's but quite. It's 
it hasn't stood the test of time. Did you try it on? Well. Can you fit in it with your no, arms? No, I haven't tried it. I'll try it on tomorrow morning at seven. I'll yeah, greet you, you with it. Oh, it'd be ace. But it looks, it looks How you proper. expected it. Yeah. Is well, it? better than I thought. It's a very lime green. But when it? you watch kind of like Salvage Hunters with Drew and he's, you know, he's yeah. finding all the, the stuff that's patinaed and worn and leather jacket and the American pickers as well. They kind of yeah. like buying old army bomber jackets. And the, the more worn it is, the better they're all kind of, oh my God. <laughs> You know, and it's probably worth a few quid. Not yeah. that you should ever get rid of it, no, but no. Um, I'll encourage you to get a bike and we'll go out and you can go to mm. Pony Express. <laughs> what? I've said this before, you're like, you're not keen, are you? I'm really keen, that's the problem. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Would you want me to stop encouraging you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a random one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen you and your films? Mm. <laughs> Film club with Damon and Mark. Yeah. Uh, have you seen uh, Jurassic Park? I've seen bits. Are you familiar with the Velociraptor? Yeah. Good. This, this is on the other day, and yeah. I, I was paying particular attention to the sound effects. I was thinking, I wonder where they got those sound effects from? Because I don't know whether you know, but dinosaurs were extinct quite a long time ago, hmm. and that isn't a documentary, it's a film. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they haven't, you know, I said, where do they get those sounds from? And it's kind and of also link, the colours. Yeah, how do they know what they even look like? Mm. Apart, you know, the, you know, the shape of them, but you're right, mm. how do they know that? Their eyes were that colour, and yeah. I thought that as well. Yeah, but how do, also how do they? They have no idea what the Tyrannosaurus Rex sounds, you know, sounded like. He probably, mm. went, <laughs> he probably a little tiny squeak, didn't he? The ma- massive. He's thing the John, of... the John Inman of the dinosaur <laughs> world. <laughs> well, he would be with his little hands. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. But you sort of know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay, um, sorry. Is that that's a bird, isn't it? The belly. What's it? The Velociraptor. No. Yeah. But That's interestingly, right. <laughs> it, no, but in the film, it does talk about that the bone structure okay. is very similar to that of a bird. Right. And I was thinking about the, the noises they make, particularly the velociraptor. And can I, should I just remind you of the sound of the velociraptor from Jurassic Park? Just another option to try and get sued. Yes. This is the bit. Have you seen the, remember the bit in the kit? Have you seen the bit no, in the No, I can't remember where, any of it. Don't, no. be, don't be impatient with me, Mark. You know, in Jaws, the, they use the... the the mayor was the same in Jaws too. After that debacle, you would have thought you'd been voted out. That's well, just this, a thought. Well, anyway, it's carry on. This the, day and age, you can do anything and stay in power. Yeah, that's true. You? Remember, there's a time when I went, I can't play that clip, Mark. Yeah, I'm going to get sued. Don't give a shit anymore. Uh, this is a bit. This You're a rebel without a cause now. You've got a bike, can't you? As I wax my moustache, <laughs> <laughs> um, young man. <laughs> oh, I better not sing that. I get sued. True. So there's a scene with the kids in the, in the the kitchen, mm-hmm. and the Velociraptors open the door because they get a bit clever, and they okay. make and they make this noise. <laughs> Pretty terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. But do you know actually what that noise was? What that noise was the bark because the Velociraptor bark. Have a guess what that was. Poodle. No, I'm going to play it now, and you have to guess what it is. Yeah, I understand the game. Okay. Do it again then. No, I'm going to play with the sound, the original sound that they took and modified to make the oh, okay. Velociraptor Got you. bark. Got you. So the the original things that this came yeah. from. You have okay. to try and tell me what, okay. what, what you're eyes. listening to. Okay. <laughs> That's Wayne after 12 Guinness and a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to have a little guess of what that is? No, I can't even go there. That's and we've 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 talked about these creatures before on our podcast. Manatees. That is uh, two giant turtles getting sex. jiggy with it. Yeah, that's where they got that the Velociraptor bark from. Right. Isn't that interesting. Yeah. Do you want to see the picture of them? Shall no. You? Okay. All right. Should we carry on? 
Right, uh, work-life ballet. Do you want to start with, we, we talked about stress tolerances last week. Mm-hmm. I don't think we quite got into it, do we? Ways of tolerating yeah. stress, yeah, yeah. really. Um, so I don't know whether you want to do that before self-soothing or... Yes, I do. Okay. Shall so, I go? Yeah, why not? Okay, so yeah, this is, the, I guess, the sciencey bit. So it's actually de-stress tolerance, as in D-I, as in not de-stressing, but distress tolerance. So tolerance of Oh, I got distress. that wrong, stress tolerance. No, it's no, this, it's, it's, yeah, different it's things, sort of one and the, the same, but my understanding from the stuff I'm doing on the dialectical behavioral therapy is that distress as a, as a condition can come across. And this was something I was going to just, this, I'm not going to be jokey about that. I probably will be, but I don't want to be too jokey. Um, I saw um, a tweet today from someone who said they showed um, a short video clip of Piers Morgan mm. storming out of the studio Oh, when yeah. that guy asked him a question yeah. about something. Yeah, right, yeah. And they were saying the irony of him launching into um, a female tennis player who didn't want to answer questions. Oh, I saw. And and he stormed out. He was asked a question. Right. I, saw, I saw a, a, a satirical cartoon with right. him in it. And yeah. I hadn't heard what he'd been saying. But as he piled into a yeah, yeah. He... She basically said because of her mental health, yeah. she didn't like and answering loads of questions. stopping a snowflake or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. usual thing. Um, but ironic that that was... Well, yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, yeah, so sure. some of this I'm going to read. The reason I said that about Piers Morgan, because I've got a, a, a thing mm-hmm. here, that is a crisis or distress tolerance or being at the end of your tether or feeling that life's not worth living mm-hmm. is always going to be personal and real to the individual. Mm-hmm. And why I think Piers Morgan and others are, and it works both ways. There's the whole thing of, oh, they're snowflakes because they're getting touchy because they think they've got PTSD and that that isn't real PTSD that's because they weren't in a war in Afghanistan and they weren't there. So there's this gradation that if yeah. you're going to have mental health problems yeah. and your suffering comes from a little bit of abuse or, you know, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. difficult childhood. Or from your, from your well-paid job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so there is this gradation of like, well, you haven't really suffered, so it isn't really mental illness. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the thing I wanted to say about distress tolerance is it's personal and it's real to the individual. And it is something I am still coming to terms with because I sometimes fall into the judgment of seeing someone or hearing someone speak and going, you're just trying to get on the bandwagon. Mm. And that is such a terrible thing for me to say. And sometimes it may be true, mm. but I'm not in a position to, to, to do that. But I think it's almost, there is that judgment that somehow we all become an expert. Yeah. If someone's leg has been snapped in two, yeah. then we know it's been snapped in two. Yeah. Um, We've talked about this outside of the pod Yep. And I think we've talked about judgment a lot on here, but we've absolutely said, and I know it's the opposite of what you've just said, and we're not putting ourselves in the same camp as Piers Morgan, yeah. said, but we, yeah. all, we all do judge. Because when we've got our own problems and we hear of someone who's saying, a, who's talking about, say, say you're depressed, yeah. someone's talking about depression, yeah. and you've been suffering for over 10 years, and this person's just had a, you know, an incident, yes. and they're getting, yeah. you know, talking about depression. It is natural, I think, for people to to compare themselves to others. Mm. But I think we're all guilty of that, aren't we? Just yes. just to flip it as yes. a bit of a, you're right. Everyone's individual there, but I think yeah, I don't think you're human if there isn't a little bit of you goes. Oh, mm. I've been I've been suffering a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people will vocalise that. Some people will internalise it. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, I think we've all yeah. got a bit of that in us, haven't we? And I think we'll compare I, our, our own what is personal to us. And that tends to be else. a response. That, I mean, I still haven't told very many people. Well, I guess people listening to this, but I still haven't told most of my friends. Mm. And I think one of the things that's interesting is that when you do speak to people, I think sometimes people tend tend to assuage you 
by doing a comparison. Mm. So I'll go, this is something I struggle with. And they'll go, actually, yeah, I do. Mm. And I think it has the opposite effect. Yeah. And I think it's done with the right intentions. Like, yeah. you're not alone. I yeah. get you. And that's but in what that moment, trying to... you just might want to be the center of attention for that yes. for that moment, or it just be about you. And it was a post I put up recently on an Insta story that said, I don't want advice, I want to be listened to. Mm. And I think that's really interesting sometimes yeah. with mental health. It isn't like, I'm going to tell you my problems, now you tell me what to do. No, yeah. I'm going to tell you my problems. It's not top, yeah, it's not top. There, there isn't any more, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so crisis that we're going to talk about. So we're going to get on to the self-soothe. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to put it into the context that if we deep dive straight away into self-soothe, which, if you like, is the more cuddly element of distress tolerance, mm-hmm. then in effect, you're missing out on on the big things that we've been talking about with BPD. So it's like it's forgetting all those things and going, if you light a candle, life will be better. Mm-hmm. But there's steps before that. So I just wanted to outline those very quickly. Yeah. So. I'm saying here, crisis is going to be those moments when we're faced with things like our own mortality from from illness, financial disaster, loss of a job, failure to achieve, meet our our own or others' expectations, or being a victim of abuse or crime, or right down to moments of embarrassment. This is the bit about the Grandations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whatever form it takes, crisis is generally unexpected and accompanied by overwhelming emotion. And we'll all know when I was doing this, this, nearly all of this has come from the States. I've got the links for all of this. Nearly all of this has come from the States. There's hardly anything. There's a bit on mind. There's mm-hmm. some yeah. pretty crap stuff on the NHS. And I thought this was an interesting bit. Some people seem to survive a crisis and having survived emerge even stronger. And you get that feeling, you know, this happened to me. There's a guy called Jimmy Ellington who was in a, a horrific uh, car crash. Mm. And he's um, he was an international sprinter. And I've been watching his rehab over the last two, three, four years. Yeah, okay. He's out in Dubai and he's just had his first run back. He was like pelvis smashed, legs smashed, lungs punctured. Wow. And he's just run, I think, 10.4 for 100 meters. What? And I've been watching him and the guy is, is an absolute machine. And you could say he's had, you know, mm. one of the biggest crises and he's yeah, come back yeah. stronger. Yeah. But other people can become overpowered by emotion and find themselves escaping into negative and destructive behaviors like addiction or self-harm. Distress tolerance skills in DBT are designed as short-term strategies for surviving the upheaval caused by the crisis. They get us through those moments mm. that we're not sure we'll survive otherwise. And I don't want to go into this into detail, but we've alluded to two or three weeks ago, I didn't have a good, I wasn't in a good place. Mm. I had a very, very bad day. And we've talked about this scale. I was at 99. Mm-hmm. If you get to 100, the ramifications are that you've you've lost any semblance of control over your emotions. So any bit of a logic has left you yeah. and you're 100% in the emotional mind. And that then becomes scary because your decision isn't tempered even by 1% of logic. Yeah, it's purely, this is what I want to do. I almost see it like a toddler reaction. Mm. I want to play, I want to drink, I want to go to sleep. You can't even step out. Like I said, that 1% isn't you, 1% of you stop stepping out of yourself and looking back at it. You're just free falling. Just, yes. Yeah. And it's, you uh, might not even be aware, or you might not even remember it. I think there's some elements of that day for you, yes. isn't there? You call those few days that you're like, I've no idea. Yes. You've sent me stuff similar to, you know, you don't have any idea you sent me. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think for me around distress tolerance is that 99 can't become 100. Yeah. So the skills, there's four main skills. So we're going to go through these very quickly, then we'll get to the self-soothe. The Mm -hmm. first one is acceptance. 
This article said it is not true that if we simply refuse to accept and tolerate a situation, it will magically go away or change. We resist accepting situation because it means accepting that we have not got what we want, that things have not turned out the way we want, and we are faced with a situation that is painful and scary. And very much the stuff around the mindfulness on on dialectical behavior therapy is around recognizing the now, recognizing that what you see in front of you is what you've got. Instead of going, this isn't fair, I don't want this to happen to me, this isn't how it's meant to be, it's that acceptance. And if you don't endure and accept that, the pain just gets more Mm -hmm. because you're fighting something that is real. So it is that bit of living in the now. So in terms of acceptance skills, we've talked about some of them. So some of the principles are for understanding, accepting reality. So some of the breathing exercises, the half smiling, the awareness. And each of these is intended to help you accept and tolerate yourself, the world and reality. So this takes us to the radical acceptance that we've talked about before. And so by doing this, by, by calming yourself down and using these different techniques, they let you go of fighting reality and to choose to accept and respond to the situation as it is, not as you want it to be. Mm. One of the things I've recognized from therapy, from myself and other people in the group, the mantra of it's not fair. Do you know what I mean? This isn't fair that I'm feeling this, or this has happened to me, or I'm in this situation. And it, you're continually fighting it, mm. rather than going, it doesn't, it doesn't matter a jot whether it's fair or not. It is what it is yeah. to deal with it. Mm. The second thing, so that's acceptance of, of, of your situation. The, the second thing is crisis survival skills, and that's how to get through the moment of crisis. Mm. And this, for me, is the, the key element when you're at your 99. Mm. These are the strategies that you've got to keep up your sleeve because the ramifications of not using these are the, are the greatest, mm-hmm. which is why I wanted to say them before we came on to self-soothe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of them are things like distracting. Self-soothing can potentially work, but if you're at the 99, it might not be the one that you go for. The skills here that we're talking about on crisis survival are to reduce contact with the things that upset you, to sort of comfort and nurture yourself, but also to look at the crisis and help you to stay motivated to get through that crisis, to keep that element of like not letting the desperation become not the giving up. I guess that's the thing. It's like, I'm going to fight this. I might not be happy with where I am. I might be happy with what's happened in the past, but in this moment now, I will survive sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that they've said about PTSD is suppressing and avoiding all contact with and cues of pain ensure that the pain will continue. And I'm guessing that's maybe something, this this is a little bit of guesswork, that people have come back from various wars and conflicts constantly want to shut it out by drinking or by drugs or not remembering that and i think what they're saying with crisis is that you've got to accept that these things happen and face up to them Mm. because you can't store them in the past forever and then they'll come back to all yeah and i don't know if i said this to you but i saw a sign the other day did i mention this about not liking the font if i did i won't (laughs) it wouldn't be the first time but not that not this particular it's basically there's a company and their font and their color scheme Mm has offended me mm-hmm. forever. All right, okay. Now going back. And it was only three or four weeks ago I recognized the name of the company mm-hmm. was connotations of something that had happened in my past. Oh, right, okay. And it's taken me 40 years to know that it wasn't the font and the color. Oh. I'd never put it together that it was the name. Right. So yeah, the connotation okay. had been, don't like that, don't like that. 
Okay, interesting. And you know how I sort of rank things. And so yeah. it's quite natural for me to go, I don't like that company. So yeah. there's other companies doing the same things and I would rank them in yeah. in order. And if there were similar colours or similar fonts, you probably would have associated them, yes. other companies in with them as well, right? Yes, yeah. And yeah. to the point that I wouldn't buy from this company because of right. the font and the yeah. colour and their marketing. Anyway, this is the, 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 the key thing for me. Crisis situations and the pain they cause cannot almost be immediately processed. You haven't necessarily got the luxury of time to go, right, I'm going to have a big think about this. I'm going to, you mm. know, mm. look at the pros and cons of... Especially in the middle happened. of it. Yeah. Right. So the pros and cons for me are mm. the situation you're in now, you've got choices, and it's literally... What's the pro of doing this and what's the con of doing this? And that's so hard when you're nearly totally an emotional mind. But that could just be how do, do I know what to I know what to do to stay in it, but I know what to do to get out of it. Could be walking away. Could be Yes. It might not be something that needs a lot of thought or or you have the time to yeah, to yeah. think it can, it, yeah. it can be as simple yeah. as getting removing yourself from an environment or a person or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And one of the things was when I was walking when I wasn't in this good place, I was in walking in a place I haven't walked before and I was going further and further up the side of this this sort of steep valley mm. and I was thinking in terms of pros and cons this isn't very stable mm. it's not a very good idea I don't know why I'm walking here mm. so the pro is I might get to the top and there might be a path the con is that <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fall down yeah. and hurt myself and then I'm going well if I've hurt myself here no one's going to find me yeah. because I'm miles from anywhere mm. So yeah, so some situations cause for when an emotion becomes so intense that you almost feel, I'm never going to feel better and you're almost out of control. So two of them are, and this is going to be very, very quickly, one is called tip. And I think we'll probably put something up for people mm -hmm. to understand, uh, to look at this. The, the T and tip is for temperature. We've discussed this before. All mammals, mammals possess something called a dive reflex, which is activated when we put cold water on our faces or submerge ourselves in cold water. The reflex tells our body to slow our heart to below its resting heart weight. So this activates our parasympathetic nervous system. So that's an instant thing. And I was saying to you, um, I'm not going to say about the full details, but in therapy two or three weeks ago, as you know, one of the people on therapy was in a very very risky situation mm. Um, mm. physically and it was interesting to hear the therapist use tip right. leave the video get some cold water immerse your face as a real crisis management and I'm going you must have something a bit more skilled than this do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean yeah but putting your bowl in water but anything that can instantly get the heart rate down is going to take you out of that emotional yeah. step so the other things for tip these these are skills that when you are so dysregulated that you're going to 100 and they're just going to stop you. So one is that. The other one is intense exercise. And I guess my bubbiness today has sort of uh, <laughs> yeah. has shown that. Yeah. Um, because after exercise, our parasympathetic nervous system is activated again. So it's it's two, two routes to the same mm. outcome. Yeah, That brings our heart rate and respiration to a more manageable level. The third one, the third P, sorry, the first P on tip is paced breathing. And again, we've done this, the four seconds in or five seconds in, mm. you know, smelling the flower and then yeah, the seven or eight yeah. seconds out. And it was interesting. I gave this advice to somebody recently who was in a fairly stressful position and they then listened to the Calm app and they basically said mm. the same thing. The fourth one I'm not going to talk, it's called progressive muscle relaxation. It, it's a bit more advanced, so I won't go into it. Tip is something that you can do when you're in that situation. And then the final one is the, it's called stop. And for me, stop is the key thing. And again, we'll put all these up. Mm. It's when your life is in danger or someone else's life are in danger or a decision you might make has such negative implications. And 
it's interesting. Uh, the S of stop is for stop. <laughs> and it says, freeze in your tracks. Do not move. Do not let your emotions dictate your response. Do not act on your impulse. Take a pause from what you're currently doing. Mm, yeah. And this was your bit about, yeah. you know, walking away. Take but it's it, literally yeah. on the stop is like, just stay where you are. It's the safest thing you can do. And it isn't like the freeze on the sort of mm. cortisol adrenaline. It's you're not conscious. doing... It's, not, it's, it's a conscious thing. decision. Yeah, it's yeah, right. It's I'm going to take control. Yeah. No matter how much I want to cry or to harm myself or mm. to do whatever... Mm just physically stop yeah um and we'll put the rest of the stop ones on i'll just tell you very quickly one is take a step back um physically or in your mind mm -hmm. and as i've said to you that example of going up the valley i found myself in a mm -hmm. fairly dangerous position so i actually had mm -hmm. to take a physical step back yeah. in terms of you know just drawing yeah. breath um observe is to notice what's going on internally and around you to take control of, of that element and then p is for proceed mindfully that's when you then bring in the mindfulness so why stop is so vital is that first s do not do anything yeah. do not make any decisions other than you know regroup and then the other ones just gently bring you down yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. so self-soothe for me self-soothe is a much more proactive and calm and positive way of dealing with crisis when it, it's almost that you can take control of the situation by actively going if i do this action but i don't see it when you're in a situation when you're 99 and one step could end up in you know you losing your life you're not going to light a candle you're going to freeze as they say figur figuratively take a step back i want this to be a really big takeaway for the people listening i want i guess some element of accountability mm -hmm. for, for for you and i to come out to people and say if you're listening to this, please give it a go. Just try some of these. And I know the feedback isn't as great as sometimes <laughs> we would love, but I do know people are doing yeah. some of the things yeah. that we say. So self-soothe is very much based, and we said this last time on the five senses of sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. And I'm just going to give you a very quick story that, that sometimes things just fall into your feet. Alicia, my middle daughter, um, is a teacher and she chose to work at a school that was probably the most challenging she could find in the city she was working. And she chose it, I think, basically going, if I can survive there, I can survive anywhere. Mm -hmm. And she'll sometimes text or tell us a story where basically seven, six and seven-year-olds are throwing things at her, calling her, a, you know, whatever. Yeah. I won't say because of your mum. And to... I think sometimes that would disturb me more than being in a secondary school and having a 14-year-old call yeah, at me. It's yeah, just like yeah. a six-year-old calls you that and you go, where do I go with that, you yeah. know? And she'd just written a text that had said something like, I've just had a really bad day and I've had stuff thrown at me and whatever. And I know at the moment I'm probably not the most um, understanding, reflective and kind person. Not consistently. I have flashes, but consistently I'm not. And I just thought, if someone's written that, the pain of writing that is probably like being like a highlighter yeah. pen because yeah. you've experienced it. Yeah, you don't want to relive it necessarily. You don't want to relive it. And as soon as you've said it, it's so like how I read that was, I don't want advice. I just want you to listen. Yeah. I've had a shit day. Yeah. So what I didn't want to say is, oh, one of the things I do. <laughs> chuck stuff back. Yeah. Or I know I've had stuff chucked at me in prisons. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went onto Amazon and I found, and it was quite difficult to find what I wanted under self-soothing, but I found a little pack of essential oils that were called Bliss. They were meant to be smells that were relaxing and they have a little explanation. 
And so I got that sent to her address and I didn't say it was for me and I didn't tell her it was for me and that wasn't important. I mean, she was going to find out sooner or later, but I saw her a few days later and she had them in her bag and she said, oh, do you want to try one of them? And I said, yeah. So she rubbed it on my wrist and it was a really nice smell, mm. but it stayed. She she must have done that like four or five in the afternoon. Right. The following morning, I woke up and I had my hand because I sleep. I don't know why I have my hand. I sleep with my hand over my face, which I think is like um, a soothing mm -hmm. thing, actually. Mm. And the first thing I sensed as I woke up was the smell on my wrist of these oils. Mm -hmm. And it was a real pleasurable. And I don't wake up in a good place mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. And I thought, shit, that's. And the point I'm saying this story is that there are so many ticks in that. Mm -hmm. I got a tick from being altruistic and being kind. She got a tick that I'd listened to her, you know, what she'd been saying gone in the school. So when she received that package, no matter almost what's in a package, it's like, mm. oh, someone's thinking of me. Yeah. Then you actually using the essential oil and going, actually, this isn't too shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then sharing it with someone. And then the following day, me being able to say to her, mm. you know, that mm. oil you put on, I woke up and I woke up. So we've got five or six ticks from mm. 10 quid's worth of essential oils. So the point I wanted to say with the self-soothe is let's look at sensory things mm -hmm. let's see how we can do stuff for ourselves that we maybe don't do as often as we could yeah and can we look at ways that we can do things for other people around self-soothing that our self-soothing comes from the altruistic act of making somebody happy mm -hmm. which i think is a self-soothe yeah, yeah. it gave me pleasure that she was yeah. happy mm -hmm. and i saw a quote on that that from aesop and it said no act of kindness no matter how small is ever wasted and I thought that however small is the thing, it doesn't have to be a massive gesture. And it's probably why we probably don't do the small things because we don't feel they're going to make enough of dif a difference. Yeah. So you yeah. tend not to. Yeah. Or it's easy to forget. Yeah. We talked about when we did the pod on effective altruism. Mm. I, I'm mm. not totally sure if this came in, it was kept in, but it was somebody had said, I think it was Sam Harris actually, like shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, I'm giving 10% yeah. of my salary. Bloody know it. I'm not going to give anonymously mm -hmm. because the more I tell you, the more you're likely to do it. But there is that sort of immodesty mm. of like, oh, I won't tell everyone. Like for Lewis's funding, I've given a lot of money to that. and I'm still giving money to it. <laughs> anonymously. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm, well. Or, or you've, now you're not going, oh, wait, do you know there's other ones? <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> this is just sidetracking. So, well, they've gone, Mark, you're so generous. It's like, no, I'm really fucking generous. <laughs> <laughs> Just generous. I gave, so I told you, didn't I? I gave £68 to round it up to yeah, 12000 yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I gave £50 the other day. And uh, <laughs> one of the women who's been really involved with it went, you're so generous. And I went, I just wanted to support your raffle and... You know, I love the guy and I just, you know, you're doing so much good work because you've got this fantastic raffle, which we talked about. And yeah, I said, yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to support the raffle. Yeah. And she came back and she went, oh, it's lovely that you want to support the raffle as well. Here's my bank details. <laughs> and i gone, oh, shit. I've just given you 50 I'm quid just, for the raffle. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't get out of this one. <laughs> She's got me good. Yeah. So I went, <laughs> oh, lovely. That's good. I'll send 50 pounds through. <laughs> so I'm a hundred quid down on the day. Here's my checkbook. So of course I'm going to tell everybody about it. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, you did know we won four of the first six prizes. Did I tell you this? No, you Amelia didn't. and I won four of the first you six. You didn't win the prize we were talking about, did you? No. Okay. No. I didn't see what the other ones were. 
we're up there. I think Amelia being there has probably benefited her more than me in terms of the prizes. She then started putting our... We, we won after the first four. So we ended up putting our raffle tickets back because of embarrassment. Oh, yeah. That does look a bit of a fix, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so of the four, she's <laughs> brought me back. So it was a ceramic thing where you put a tea light in and have wax melts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm keen on the smell. So that was lovely. So I won that and a vanilla candle. She won a £200 um, oh, food voucher for her favourite restaurant in Bolton. That oh, was lucky. Um, wasn't it? I think I won another Everyone's candle. Shouting. <laughs> Everyone's shouting Stuart's inquiry. Yeah, and she won, um, I think, a 90 quid make- makeup session. Yeah. So she's 300 quid up on the deal, and <laughs> I got a couple of candles, but it's cool. Um, so, yeah, I think altruism, I think you should say, I think if you're giving money to stuff, what what's the point of not saying? Not to show off. Yeah, there's a fine line, isn't there? But is it, though? Yeah, it is, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Do you? I do struggle with people, you know, people kind of go, oh, I've just done blah, 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 and you're like, uh, I don't know. It's context, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone on round and telling anyone. This is the first time I've told anyone, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the self-soothe. Mm. What I was going to say was, I'm going to give a few examples and maybe you can sort of join in. So, so I was just looking at the, the things that I, I got a website and again another American website and I thought how many of these have we covered in the last mm-hmm. 70 odd pots yeah. so the first one was sense of sight go to nature look at the beautiful way this of the sky the trees the grass the benches and the people and in your mind make a collage of colors and life and I know this sounds like tree hugging but we've been talking about last pod keeping the window open listening to the birds yeah um I also told you that mindfulness, one of sitting in a park bench and just letting things go in front of you rather than following them with your eyes. Mm -hmm. This was another one on site. Watch a movie that is famous for its beautiful cinematography and said like 2001, A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Is that, does that fit? (laughs) You've seen bits of Jurassic Park, but you haven't seen bits of one of the best films ever made. Is that Stanley Kubrick? It is, yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. It's a challenging ending to that. Okay. But be- it's beautifully shot. Okay. Yeah. And the third one was start a collect. Well, there's, there's many more, but I wanted you to join in as well. Start a collection of pictures that you find pleasurable and soothing to look at. And I found a photograph of my dad mm. um, when he must have been about 22, 23. And he's really peaceful. He's really good looking. He's really athletic. Mm. It's a lovely photograph. And I find that soothing because bearing in mind, I've got a pot with his ashes in. Mm. and that there's that memory and his yeah. illness and the yeah. hospital is still yeah, yeah I still visualize that time and to see a photograph yeah. it's a lovely balance I'm now soothed and it changes mm. my memory of him mm. so when we were talking about the self-soothing box this is the sort of things that you yeah, could have in yeah. the box and every yeah. time I pick up that photograph now I just get a little rush of happiness mm. yeah. so the next one is hearing so it says talk to a person that you like and whose voice makes you happy or enjoy hearing and that was like a really basic thing I think there's sometimes there's a guy on the car map whose name I've forgotten at the moment and even if I don't particularly want to listen to what he's saying you know the is it the timber of his voice T-I-M-B-R-E I think it's just well the lilt it's just so it's a soft drink it's a soft drink of a voice yeah the pineapple freshness obviously things that we've talked about favorite music that makes you feel relaxed and that that is the whole thing about dialectic i have been listening to um nf who's who's the rap artist that was very close to lewis and and myself and listening to that but i haven't allowed that to 
take me down. Mm. I've I've done that in terms of almost like a memory of a friend rather than wanting to take myself to a bad place. So that's yeah. been a very positive thing. A lot of these are, it's like they're common sense, but do we do it to self-soothe? We might put music on or we might have music on, but this is what I'm about, saying is doing consciously, yeah, consciously. seeking it's, it's, it out. It's the, it's the important. Doing it for yourself. Back to this, you're stop and taking a breath thing. It's just taking the effort and time to do that. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. need to be much, but the rewards are, are pretty big, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, d- disproportionately big. The third one is sense of smell. And this is now almost becoming disproportionate. So <laughs> we know Wayne is fragrant. We know Dean is mm. fragrant. It's mm. almost become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So I put on aftershave before I came here today mm. because you quite often comment and it validates me and it makes me feel oh, good. Yeah. But sitting here smelling an aftershave. I think there's a comment is... about 10 minutes after you left. Oh, is Mark gone? I can still smell him. <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> But I think it's... Don't bother candles, just get you around. <laughs> Set fire to me. But it's it's almost... It takes me back to your cutlery saving for best. I, I use expensive... <laughs> I used Tom Ford and it's expensive aftershave. You've done well for yourself, Mark. I mean, it's nothing <laughs> to be embarrassed off. about. <laughs> I shoplift most of it. But <laughs> the point I'm making is it's almost like, well, I'll put aftershave when I'm going out. Or I'll wear it on a special occasion. Yeah, yeah, and like, why are we, you know, life's too short mm. to not yeah, have yeah. something that's going to make you feel good. Yeah. The scented candle in the room, I mean, I, I've mentioned now of becoming into the stacked habit that when I have therapy, I have this mm-hmm. particular candle on. Yeah. And the, the, the power of that candle and that particular smell and the sound of the wick is very, very soothing. Mm. And I know people do like candles. But I think it's, I think what I'm trying to say is light a candle for you. Make mm. a conscious effort. Don't do it, just do something that's mm. just, oh, it's there, I'll light it. Yeah. I'm now going to sit down and have this candle. But also get a decent candle. Yeah. That was the, <laughs> that was yes. the thing. It's like you go to Tesco's and you can buy one for one ninety nine, and it doesn't really smell of anything. No, it smells of toilet cleaner. Yeah. Isn't but it? you can buy one for, for you know, seven or eight quid or ten quid yeah. and it lasts for 45 hours. So yeah. it's like it's yeah. 20p an hour. You can afford it. Yeah, it. Break that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, one is about buying flowers or indoor plants for yourself or for other people. I think that's. I think flowers is a is a is a great one. Yeah. It does say here, hug a person who you love whose smell makes you feel calm. But I've got to keep. I've got to leave Dean alone. <laughs> it's gui- I think <laughs> <laughs> it's guidelines still, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we talked a lot about sense of smell, sense of taste. I guess that 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 is sort of eating and. But it was that bit I said to you at the beginning of, mm. of this about, you know, lifting weight, sunshine, steak and coffee. Yeah. Having a coffee and like literally savouring it mm. rather than racing it down is a different type of coffee. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, tell yourself that you're savouring it. Look yeah. at the crema on top if yeah. you're having a decent one. Mm. You know, actually taste it properly. And we talked about this mindfulness. We talked about the shampoo and I've changed my shampoo because I found one with a smell. Yeah, that evokes yeah, more yeah. emotions. So I, I still smell the shampoo before I put it on. My garage now smells of motorbikes. <laughs> yeah. And there's something really nice about yeah. it. Because they're so kind of tactile, mm-hmm. you can you can get to stuff. Unlike cars where everything's sealed and you can't mm. you can't do a shit on a car these days. No. And they generally don't smell. They're just all clean and no. but things that kind of, I don't know, I kind of quite like. The bike is quite raw and industrial. Yeah, and... just, I mean, that's kind of just the smell of walking. Garage smells like a garage. Yeah. It smells like my dad's garage used to smell. So that was quite, that's a little thing, but it's actually quite yeah. nice going and standing there and especially in a job, which is all computers and it's all very sanitary, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's nice to kind of feel and, and smell. And the fact but that it's not, you... it's not your, you know, your Tom Ford, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's more diesel. Yeah. 
it's more Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's good. Yeah. Sense of touch. Um, I've got a small, very very soft stone oh, that I will say. touch. Um, just hold and just just rub that stone and feel the texture of that. That's quite a soothing thing. Just have that in my you pocket. Got that with you? I haven't, but I I take it if I'm going to be somewhere stressful. I would take that. <laughs> take a rock. <laughs> yeah. Small bathing yeah. slab. <laughs> it has its uses. It's been a hard week. <laughs> um, and they're all very obvious. And I'm, I think... Well, I'd say yes and no. Okay. Like most of these things, they sound obvious when you stop to think and talk about them. <clears throat> I don't think be many people listening go, yep, I do that. Yep, and I do that. Yep, and I don't think they do. I don't think mm. we do. We just don't. And I think the conscious unconscious thing is a really interesting thing. This is the takeaway. I think what I'm going to do is is just almost like replicate what I did for my daughter, mm. not just randomly send all my mates, you know, the candles that I've got loads of now. <laughs> Good but, job. Lot. But something fitting Thank to you, somebody. Thank you, I don't want any. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. something fitting to, to somebody's situation. I think it's to consider why wouldn't you? That's mm. the question I'm going to put out there. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I came across the Zaganik effect. Mm. I'll just get straight into this. So the, the Zaganik effect is named after its founder, Russian psychiatrist and psychologist, uh, Bloomer Wolf. I always get the hard names, don't I? Bloomer Wolfovna Zaganik. While dining at a restaurant in the 1920s, Zaganik noticed waiters were able to keep track of complex orders and unpaid meals. But once the orders were filled and paid for, the waiters were unable to recall detailed information about the orders. Intrigued, she decided to study the phenomenon via a series of experiments mm. in her lab. And I think it kind of it, cro- it cropped up because we've been talking about, we didn't quite get into that, but you were talking about the last pod about building the self-soothe into your diary. And we've, we've mm-hmm. talked about productivity before and, and getting mm. a- actually getting stuff done. Anyway, one of her experiments, Siganik asked a group of 138 children to complete a series of simple tasks, puzzles and arithmetic problems. She allowed the children to complete half the tasks and interrupted them during the remaining tasks. Siganik investigated their recall after an hour's delay and discovered that 110 out of 138 children had better recall for the interrupted tasks than the completed tasks. In the related experiments involving adults, the participants were able to recall unfinished tasks 90% better than completed ones. Yeah. We talked about plate spinning, hairs mm-hmm. running, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I've always felt that I can get more done when that is happening mm-hmm. rather than just mm. concentrating on one similar one. Yeah. Yeah. One particular thing, just to kind of give you a bit of context, applications of, of the Zaganik effect. So generating effective headlines or teasers in the news industry, yeah. creating attention grabbing trailers in the movie industry, uh, using cliffhangers in the production of serialized books and television shows. I mean, talk about box set, Netflix. Yeah. It is yeah. literally that, isn't it? Yes. Unfinished business, yes. line of duty, that kind of thing. Designing multiple and interrelated quests in the gaming industry. Mm. We've talked about compulsion loop. Yes. And this is social, isn't it? In a, yeah. In a, in a nutshell. And creating click-inducing ads to promote online sales. Guilty as charged. Many people experience the intrusive thoughts that come with an unfinished or interrupted task, but there are many personal benefits to be gained if individuals learn to effectively channel these thoughts and uh, the internal desire to get the job done. People who are prone to procrastination may learn the importance of starting tasks early or of simply starting anywhere they can. The cognitive tension associated with the Zaganik effect will help to pull these individuals back to work until the job is completed on time. So actually saying, Mm. actually, if you don't complete it, that isn't a bad thing. You've started the thing. And if you've started it, you're more likely to finish it. Yeah, yeah. 
we have that tendency to want to complete stuff otherwise it drives that's what i took out of this that you have to make the start that's that's the important element the first step has to be made yeah for it to then be current in your mind Mm. talked about small steps and maybe just concentrate on one thing actually you know having a handful of things isn't always a bad thing Mm. one might not be enough two three tasks on the on the go that are unfinished might be enough to then get you into that kind of habit of, of being productive and efficient and getting stuff done yeah there's a tiny little bit of mailbag mm-hmm. um i'm trying to find it on our instagram on our last pod mm-hmm. on instagram we got a comment from burnbeck design Mm-hmm. But as I thought, a perfect mix of Purell schoolboy banter and serious shit. <laughs> Possibly my favourite episode so far. Well done, boys. With a black heart. That's cold, isn't it? Black heart? Or is it black? Ooh. What heart would you do you use hearts? Red ones, because hearts are red mark. Who uses a black one? That's I think my goth. I think that's dark. Mm. <laughs> perfect mix of Purell schoolboy banter and serious shit. That could be a new intro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, you want me to rewrite it? Yeah. Um, I, I thought we got back to where we were. Yeah, it was good. I was close to jacking it in a couple of weeks ago. Legit? Mm, Were legit. you? Really yeah. close. Which which particular? Uh... I thought we'd lost. I thought we were just, we'd lost what mm. we had. Yeah. And. We talked about it, didn't we? Just kind of, we were all over the fucking shop, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And it made me sad and I didn't want to be sad and we both yeah. have enough going on. Mm. And I've always thought, like, you know, even with things like Yeah, that thought you had. I have it most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do <laughs> I do this? Just fucking nuke the diary. Just nuke it all. Oh, he's come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just seriously thought almost that sometimes the bit about quitting when you're ahead. Do you know what I mean? We've had some really good weeks and we've had some good lessons and, you know. Yeah. And I just sort of thought. Well, I think because we'd had the good the good response off the back yeah. of the the. the the trilogy the bpd trilogy yeah, yeah and then we we got a bit of a, we got ourselves in a tangle yeah we went from a real high to oh jesus didn't we yeah so i don't know if that's the time but we got through it yeah stronger we? for it yeah and in, in, in a way tolerance just, yeah, exactly <laughs> we did stop didn't we yeah hammer time but <laughs> or not oh you missed the hidden joke there's loads of them these days yeah which one was it particularly um the, with the Love Honey reference, when I said, you'll have to tell us next week if it added three inches. Oh, we'll dub- I heard a double it one. Oh, double it, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Purell, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it for this episode. Is that all, Mark? Have you got any any other business? No. This, uh, this bit next week, mm. I'm going to come up with um, something humorous. We used to do it a bit more. When I, when I didn't ramble on so much in the middle bit, yeah, we used to yeah, have a bit of spare time at the end, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, that's it for this episode. Well done, we're getting this far. And thanks for listening to us. Give us a follow on Instagram at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to imfinecast at gmail.com. Do you, want us, do you want me to change the end as well as the beginning? Any other comments about the structure of this program? No, I like the structure. Apart from the beginning. <laughs> Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and family what a marvellous time you've had here. Ooh. In the next episode, oh shit! In the next episode, what are we doing, Mark? Um, shit! Well, we'll definitely be reporting back on our on our self soothing. That is for sure. We need some meat in the sandwich. Well, half the meat of the sandwich could be the discussion we've had on sixty eight, which we haven't actually mentioned on here. Oh, you've mentioned the name. Mentioned the name mm. because that that is a follow on from the self soothing. It is the way it links. Well, with I didn't events. know you were ready to discuss sixty eight. Well, I'll make myself ready Let's for next week. Let's keep saying then. it and everyone's going, what the hell, 68? 
I want to buy in. <laughs> We've just been talking about. This is where we monetize it. Yes, the Zaganic effect, isn't it? Yeah. We yeah. are creating that. Okay, it? so 68. So in episode 76, we're going to talk about 68. Mm. Is, that, <laughs> is that okay? Yeah. Right, we'll do that then. Um, and until then. Adieu. Bye-bye.